Welcome to the Bar Variations Podcast. Go behind the bar with me, your host, Michelle Duvall. As I interview leaders in the industry, we'll talk about how bar impacts their lives, what's inspiring them today, and take the conversations that usually stay in the studio out into the community. Grab a seat because there's plenty of room at the bar. Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of the Bar Variations Podcast. Today, I'll be talking about myself. Just kidding. Only a little introduction. Why I started this podcast, sharing my feelings about the new year and interviewing Jason Williams of Pilates Bar Training. So first of all, who am I? My name is Michelle. Nice to meet you. I am a former professional dancer, now turned movement teacher, who finds joy in motivating others to make connections through mindful movement. I have a BFA in dance. I am Pilates Method Alliance certified. I have a 200-hour yoga certification. I'm TRX trained and also trained in the role model method by Jill Miller. I am also the creator of Bar Variations. Not only is Bar Variations a method instructor training facilitator, a resource hub, a now podcast, it has become a community connector bridging the gap in the bar world, which makes me so, so excited. And so this brings me to why a podcast about bar and why now? Well, I started off getting curious about if there was any other podcast out there dedicated to bar. And to my surprise, the results came up pretty short. Actually, kind of not at all. And at this time, I had been featured on a podcast and completed an interview with my friend Nadia Murdoch from Nadia Murdoch Fit, who, by the way, you all should go check out. I'm doing some collaborations with her coming up in March. I will tell you about that at a later date, but go check her out, Nadia Murdoch Fit. She's amazing. And in my search, I couldn't find a show that offered a place for bar lovers of all kinds. I'm talking teachers, students, enthusiasts, etc. A place where people could get ex- inspired and curious about the thing they loved so much. And I also was searching for a place where we could take the conversations we were having in our studios, online on social media, and get them out into the world, and where we all can take part. Now, I truly believe that there's plenty of room at the bar and that there's a place for all styles, methods, fusions, you name it, because we all have something unique to offer. So I wanted to create a place where bar lovers, teachers, students could all have a place to share their stories, their inspiration, their experience out in the world, right? I wanted them to share it in one place and connect us all together. So the more I was connecting with people online, the more the podcast made more sense. I felt that the conversations and the need, maybe if it's just my need, to create a more connected community. And this desire, I just felt had to be shared. The tips, the stories, the inspiration, all of it is something we can all learn and grow from. So here it is. I couldn't find it. So I decided... I wanted to create it, and I want to bring the community together one episode at a time, (laughs) so I'm so, so excited to be bringing this podcast to you, and I hope it fills 
a need in your life or maybe a want or just a place to come and listen or chime in and share your journey with me as well. And the way you can do that is each week I'm going to be proposing a question because I want you to take part in this podcast. I want you to share your answers and your experience, your journey with me and then with everybody else in the bar world. So for you to take part in this podcast, I'm going to be asking a question. I'm going to ask you to email it to me and I'll be sharing it on the following episode. So here we go. Our first question for you. Or, I mean, I say our question. It's really my question to you and (laughs) who cares, right? The question is, what inspires you about bar? And to share your answers, email me at info at barvariations.com. You can share your name, where you're from, studio, et cetera, if you'd like. Or it can be totally anonymous. You don't have to tell me who you are or where you're from. But I will definitely be sharing some of these answers on the next episode. So again, the very first question for the community is, what inspires you about BAR? I can't wait to hear. All right, so new things. Let's talk about the new year. This time of year is all about the word new. And oftentimes we think we need to do something or be someone new in order to move forward in life and grow. But I like to shift that view on how to achieve new discoveries by revisiting and reinvestigating the things we've already done and how we are already being. So a little story about myself. I've always been the type to create new things, new opportunities, look for new jobs, or projects. I am a doer. (laughs) From the time I could probably speak and walk, I am always looking to move forward, move forward, move forward. I'm looking for the job. I am looking how to create more opportunities within that job or, okay, now I got the job. I got the opportunities. Now what projects can I start? Okay, that project is done. Now what's my next project? And if you've been following Bar Variations for the last year, a little over a year, you've seen a lot of launches, right? And that's amazing, right? I'm putting in the time forward trajectory all the way. But before starting bar variations and setting myself up for for these perceived projects, I was still on the go. I was dancing. I was doing trainings. I was commuting to and from Manhattan. I was moving to Manhattan. I was moving to California. I was getting a new job. I was working at 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. I was on the go, go, go. I would create new choreography projects. I'd be performing in projects. I'd be teaching on the west side, then on the east side. I was going crazy. And I was on the track of constant output and reinvention to the point where I eventually hit a wall. And now I'm not saying this because I shouldn't have done that or done those things or I regret doing any of those things. Rather, I'm saying it because it doesn't always have to be that way. You know, every day doesn't have to be such a hustle or a struggle. You don't have to struggle to succeed. We will talk about that at a later date. That is super important. 
But that hustle, it doesn't have to happen all the time, day, noon, and night. I came to the point where I'd been teaching about 10 years and said, okay, here I am. Am I really going to be hustling like this forever? Because I'm burnt out, mama's tired, and I plan on living to 100 years old or more, hopefully more. I am a triple digit lady, or I hope to be, and most likely will never retire. And that's a big up to my millennial friends out there. And that's not a bad thing, right? I don't, it's okay if I don't retire, but I'm burned out. So how am I going to live another 70 plus years adding my age? You're welcome. And feel fulfilled and feel joy and feel that fire burning without burning out, right? So I hit this wall after so many years of just forward momentum and things changed. I started kind of questioning, like, is it going to be like this? Is it going to be like this? And I started following, you know, friends on social media and kind of seeing where they were going, people that are a little older than me, mentors. And I just started getting curious, started putting it out there, like, how can I change? And I decided to do some coaching, group coaching. And through this coaching, and especially with the guidance of my mentor, Jenna Safino, who, by the way, also has a podcast called Pilates Unfiltered. And for all you Pilates peeps out there, you may know about this, but if you don't, go check it out. And even if you're not a Pilates peep, still go check it out. Her gems are pure gold. If you are a new teacher, a seasoned teacher, hearing the stories of people's journey and finding their purpose and their mission and movement, oh my goodness, it is it is solid, guys. You could just go check it out. All right, so back to my coaching. Through this coaching work, I began to do the work to get clear about what was getting in my way, right? What was burning me out? Hint, hint. You're here in her right now. It was myself. <laughs> and I had to get clear about what was in line in alignment for me. I and through that work, I was able to reignite the fire that was driving me forward without crashing. And I had to work through some major limiting beliefs and not that they don't crop up here and there, but there was some serious fear-based roadblocks that were getting in my way. And some of them include things like this. Um, you know what? I already have enough. I'm doing enough and no, it's okay. I'm fine with what I have. Well, obviously that's not true if I'm constantly searching for something new, right? And another part of that is I'm not good enough was a big story. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. And I would, you know, go, 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 work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. But was it ever good enough for myself or were the question about myself being good enough? Eek. that limiting belief, that story I was telling myself of you are not good enough or you know what, you already have enough, just stay right where you are, was holding me back. And again, being very honest, it still creeps up, but I have the tools now to quiet that story down. So when my brain starts going crazy and telling me that, you know, well, why you? 
why who cares <laughs> you know that little nasty little bitchy voice yeah that one I now have the tools that I can quiet it down and just to share a little quote with you you know something inspiring and I know like I rolled my eyes at a lot of these inspirational quotes in the beginning too but George Adair said everything you ever wanted is on the other side of fear and I used to think fear was just like scary movies or scary stories and if anyone out there who knows me um, can attest to this I am the biggest fraidy cat. I get afraid in my own apartment. I can turn a corner and shout knowing that you're already there. But, you know, somehow my horror film teenage years of watching Scream and all of those things, I just assume there's always a murderer around the corner. And that is completely not true. But, you know, Blair Witch Project scarred me for life. Anyways, I, I get sidetracked, but fear is also fear of not being good enough or fear of being judged and that judgment on myself is a fear and those fears were holding me back, right? That I'm not good enough or you don't deserve more it was a big fear of mine. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. I know you can roll your eyes, but if you're hanging in there with me still, as soon as I started reinvestigating what was lighting my fire for my purpose, I no longer felt burnt out. You know, so this last year, setting the foundation for bar variations pumped me up. I was doing maybe more than I was doing in years past, but I got really clear about my mission and it pushed me forward. I was in complete alignment with what I was doing and it no longer felt felt like a struggle. And just to kind of let you in on some of the things that light me up, movement, community, creativity. Those are the three big things that put a spark in my step, light a fire under my feet and keep me feeling warm and buzzy inside. And having those things a part of my life on the daily keeps me feeling aligned day to day. So when I do come out of alignment and I try to put these things back in, I can quickly start to feel like I'm right on track again. All right, now put me in alignment, put me out in nature, hiking on a trail on top of the movement, the community, and the creativity, and I may just be sailing off over the rainbow, spreading glitter as I go. Right? That's how it makes me feel. I feel so inspired and lit up from just having those things a part of my life. But really seriously, though, start looking at new as something that may already be there, right? Movement was already a part of my life. I had a community that I could just tap into more and engage into more. And the creativity, I could start exercising in a different way. I might not have been dancing and choreographing, but I was creating new classes. I was creating a new method. And having that a part of my day-to-day started to make me look at things a little bit differently. And, you know, this year for me is all about reinvestigating, you know, why I even started bar variations. And I want you to, or I want you, I'm going to invite you 
you don't have to do it for me. You can do it for you <laughs> or not at all. But I want to invite you to reinvestigate what makes your fire burn and invite you to revisit what makes you feel aligned. And you may be surprised that it's already there and you just needed a little refreshed viewpoint. And doing this, you can write in a journal, you can just meditate on it, you can talk to a friend about it and talk to another bar friend about it and just see how that makes you feel now about the things that you're already doing, the things that you already like and you want to continue doing for a long period of time. And now I want to share another quote with you from my favorite glittery witch, Glinda. <laughs> she said, you've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself. All right, guys. Up next is my interview with Jason Williams from Pilates Bar Training. Enjoy. Are you a bar addict, a social butterfly, or just getting started in bar fitness? Do you want to feel good and look good during your sweat session? If the answer is yes, you must visit fitforbar.com and shop their exclusive activewear and athleisure styles designed for your bar workout and beyond. From hats to bar socks and everything in between, each piece from this female-owned boutique has been bar-tested and approved from the best in the business. And with free domestic shipping, easy returns, and a buy-now-pay-later option, fitforbar.com provides an online shopping experience fit for a bar queen. So go ahead and treat yourself to some new apparel from fitforbar.com. You deserve it. Happy shopping. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Jason Williams. Welcome, welcome. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks for chatting with me today. Of course. Um, so we're here in Baltimore. I'm in Jason's hometown, so it's good to be here. Yeah, thank you uh, for stopping by after your, your training. Um, it's good to have you after all the Instagram. <laughs> yes, the Instagrams unite. It here does, we... <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Community does happen on the internet, people. It does happen. Yeah, it's for sure, yep. <laughs> um, so tell me about yourself. I want to hear about your studio, and we'll start with that. Yeah, so um, I run a program called Pilates Bar Training. Uh, which is a, a bar certification. Uh, we want to get back to the essence of bar. So it's mostly more the classical style kind of mix or infused with the Pilates concepts. Um, so myself and Courtney McKeon, now Lawrence, so she just recently got married, but um, we, uh, I, I got her to help me to get the kind of the formatting and the structure of the dance part of it. So when we're uh, speaking in terminology, she kind of helped me with like batmas and plies and that kind of thing when we were putting together the manual. So um, it was great. So I um, I started at Empower Yoga teaching Pilates Bar and we had like 30 people the first class. It was like Amazing. January 1st of like 2016 after I left you know, like the whole corporate fitness world. Um, but uh, I saw that there was kind of like a need and want for more of that style of bar. So um we kind of just came up with the concept and yeah now we have about like 30 instructors we're like two years a little over two years strong and that's amazing and yeah. that's all in baltimore all in baltimore yeah so yeah, we started kind of grassroots that's great and then yeah. so to back up so the empire fitness that's a gym around here yeah empower Yo okay. yoga and bar yeah it's um it's close by it's about 10 minutes away 
Um, yeah, primarily yoga, um, but they wanted to add another aspect of other than just yoga. So they added bar when they first, they're about four years old now, I think. Um, so they have a few different types of bar there other than mm. just Pilates bar. But they have like a classical bar, like a cardio bar, and hip bar and all that kind of stuff. So um, you kind of get like a whole different, you can kind of pick and choose what kind of bar you want, which is cool. Like ball, so. bar a la carte. Yes, it is. It is. It's a la carte bar. Yeah. So, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So how did you come to movement in general? Where did your movement practice start? Probably, I would say, I would say in high school, um, I ran track and cross country in high school. So I had a weird, weird obsession with alignment when I was running cross country. It was, well, it's it was, super important for your breathing and Yeah, your yeah. So it was efficiency. this weird. Yeah. And uh, one of my coaches, um, Barb Johnson, she was like, Jason, your form's really good. Like when you're, and I was like, and I don't know where it came from. Like I just thought about alignment in high school. It was like senior year or something like that. So, and then, um, so I've always been big into sports. So I played basketball, soccer, all that stuff. My ideal of an athlete was someone who could play every sport and mm. play it well. Um, Bo, are you of the age of uh, Bo Jackson? Bo yeah, yeah. Baseball, basketball. Yeah, that, exactly. That's it. <laughs> yeah, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, all those guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Deion Sanders. Yeah, Deion Sanders. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then, you know, went to college in Lynchburg and ran track there. My background there, uh, my degree's in sports medicine, so... That's kind of how it all kind of came together. So just that's amazing. Yeah. So just always a mover and mm-hmm. continued with movement. Yep. That's great. And then so where did the bar come in? Was that when you were at Empower or did? No, that came when I was actually at the MAC, which is the Maryland Athletic Club. Um, I was there uh, probably 2011, 12. They needed a bar instructor or somebody like like canceled or the instructor couldn't make it or something. They're like, Jason, can you teach bar? You teach Pilates, you can do bar, right? And I was like, I guess, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> well, I got thrown in the bar and I just kind of like looked it up and was like, oh, let me like look at some videos and see, you know, what I can, at least can do the Pilates part and kind of figure out uh, the bar part. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, I actually kind of liked it and I liked the, the movement of bar and, and kind of the alignment and the postures and, kind of things like that so I kind of like stayed with it and that was 2009 there's nothing yeah yeah, nothing like getting thrown in like you can do this right right yeah you're not right right (laughs) not yeah yeah but sometimes you never know sometimes that's the best obviously the best thing it's grown into yeah yeah for you yeah um so you never had any like for like you never got involved with any other like method. It was just more creating out of your own yeah. experience. Yeah, own experience and from the Pilates background and personal training background too as well. So yeah, if people will be surprised, you turn that squat out and you're just in a second position. Right. So yeah. That's it, right? That's all it's it is. Yeah, the same. it's the same. Yeah, it's amazing. So what I would like to ask you, kind of like, what is the driving force behind your teaching? Like, why are you a teacher? In terms of bar? Or in terms of everything. 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 Like, what drives you as a teacher? Um, I think just, like, um, I guess the educational part of it, mm-hmm. more so than anything. Um, just teaching people about their bodies, specifically in the individual base. Um, you know, I always say, like, even not just from training, but even in bar classes we teach, replies bar. Every class, the person who comes, whether it's five people, 15, 20, 30, 40 people that person that comes should feel like that class is for them. Mm. 
you know, so you should, you know, I'm big on alignment and that kind of thing. So like when they get done, they're like, wow, that, you know, you took the time to kind of, you know, help me with form and that kind of thing. So the educational part of it for me is, is huge. So just kind of people learn about their body. And plus it teaches me about other people's bodies and how people move and you kind of see, see similarities and what comes comes from like movement and injury and that kind of thing and how to assess it and and i'm like i'm a fixer so i like doing that no that's stuff. yeah there's endless knowledge there the more you teach the more Mm -hmm. you have an opportunity to learn yeah and uh it is surprising to me always that how much it is surprising and not surprising because it's not something taught in our education system about our bodies right usually you don't learn until college and decide to and that's where I started my anatomy training was in college and um like everybody needs to know their femur bone everybody should know what that is but they don't or and I teach dance classes as well and so yeah I take it to the level where I want them to know what muscles are called so we can call upon them when they're teaching so for you to teach others about their own individual body and yeah. make that individualized and personalized is empowering and it is it feels good when mm-hmm. you leave class and you're getting more out of it than just being put upon, right? You're not right. putting a class on everybody. Yeah. You're not putting your class on everybody else. Yeah. You're making it for them, which is yeah. and that's, special. Yeah, that's what you want to do <laughs> for them. Yeah. Um, so kind of got into the why behind your teaching and you said 2010, so is this like your eighth year teaching, or have you been teaching before then? Uh, no, this, well, in terms of... I'm going to uh, age you, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm you are. You. <laughs> um, so I started training in 2002. Great. So, yeah, it's 16 years in of yes. the whole fitness industry thing. Are you ready to get to decade two and be like, I've been teaching for two decades? Oh, uh, no, <laughs> no. 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 It's, yeah, it's weird. I was excited <laughs> to get to 10 because I felt really official. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been teaching for 10, ten years. years. Yeah, yeah. And I was already like, all right, we won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Well, I won't. I won't no, it's I fine. It's fine. Kidding. Yeah. Um, so, with the teachers that you are teaching in Baltimore, do they run their own studios or are they at gyms or um some do some um are just instructors so they kind of want a little more education from uh from like a ply standpoint there's not a lot of plotties here in baltimore mm. so that's like one thing we kind of can provide is um so if you do decide to go to plotties route you won't be it won't be foreign to you you'll like you go do a training and be like oh i know what uh, powerhouses and neutral spine and that kind of sure, thing so sure. you kind of learn all those like basic Pilates methods and terminology while we're not at Pilates certification, but we kind of help you get in the door of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the gateway. Yeah, gateway. Gateway to, drug, right? <laughs> to, the, to the other. Yeah, that's how a fitness is. You you get into one, and uh-huh. pretty soon you have yep. um, you have multiple certifications. You have yeah. your Pilates. Uh huh. You do bar. Anything else? Uh, personal training. I've personal done training. some nutrition stuff. Uh, meditation, and my most recent is Reiki. See, it's like the bag of tricks that keeps on giving. Yeah, it is. And when you're teaching your new teachers, what advice do you like to sprinkle upon them as they're leaving your training? Any kind of key advice that you give new teachers? New teachers? um, One, you always uh, just learn as much as you can. So I'm always a big component of not just learning from me, but other like certifications mm-hmm. and other people take as many classes mm-hmm. you know as you can um i always 
definitely refer to people as like take all of them like soul body you know pure bar you know bar three take all that stuff i mean mm-hmm. they're all great classes and you can learn so much so just learn and then and then build your own style from there you know it's it's not about what i teach you this is the only way build your own style we just kind of give you the keys to kind of like run in and do your thing so that's such um, great advice. yeah we don't want to pigeonhole anybody to just it's you know, it's very important to have your own style so how would you describe your style of teaching are you like the boot camp guy are you like no. the sneak attack <laughs> like i'm gonna give this to you with a smile or what kind of what's your yeah what's your i'm uh i'm uh i always like was big into uh, longevity mm-hmm. so that's kind of my style of training so it's more about and just kind of and fun, i guess from a little bit from that uh being athletic style of like okay being able to do every sport and do it well it comes like that so we, when i train people i do different types of modalities not just Pilates or bar, we do weight training, we do intervals, we do boxing, we do TRX, we do kind of a little bit of everything. So, um, so it's kind of like being able to like move and if I wanted to go run a 5k, I can do it, you know, type right. deal, you know? Um, and that's kind of what I teach clients and then even just class participants. So that's great. But being safe and, you know, I'm not like, uh, I've done the boot camp stuff. It's cool, but it's like, that's a lot, you know. Yeah, and it comes so naturally to some people to be like to to do that. And I'm yeah. I'm not a boot camp style teacher. I think I'm a little service with a smile, like mm-hmm. killing you softly is what mm-hmm. I like to say. Yeah, smiling like, <laughs> like oh, it's burning. Okay, good. yeah, all right, right. <laughs> like, you know it's burning. <laughs> um, so, where do you find your inspiration for your own teaching? Is it in movement specific, or do you? Have other hobbies or activities that you like to draw from oh, to question. energize your own teaching? Life? Yeah, um, I guess it comes from all over. Um, you know, like you know, it's it's. I guess just recently with like you know the whole social media, it's easy to find people and see people like you and and say, wow, that's a cool move or that's a cool exercise and or never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just you know, inspiration from wherever, where it's that or taking a class somewhere. And it could be completely something else, like a spin class. And you're like, how could I, like, use this to kind of, like, incorporate that into the way I train or something like that? So, um, yeah, so just from other, I guess, instructors, other modalities, other, you know, whatever wellness entities is, is kind of where I get inspiration from. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. So we're going to play, not a game. But I have a game. A, but a game. I have a li- <laughs> um before we get into a little bit more about some of the other awesome things that you do. Um it's called Herd at the Bar. There's these myths, there's these sayings, there's just things around bar uh-huh. that we hear and I want to hear something that you hear at the bar and you would like to debunk, comment on, or give a pro tip to. Mm. Yeah, I, I know, I didn't it. prepare yeah, you for yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, no, And it could be simple, but... Uh, something at the bar that people... Like a myth or... Like you hear students say it, or you hear other teachers say it, or just in the community. Um, could it be an exercise? Or... Sure. Okay, cool. Um... So probably the exercise that I do that most people don't like um, is the underneath the bar stuff. So when you have your arms or your hands kind of um, using the bar for leverage and you have your feet up and you're doing like um, kind of like ins and outs of the runners. Yeah, yeah. yeah, see it. 
and you people, hear. Oh, they. What well, do you hear? What's like the oh, so famous it, last quote? Oh, not th- not this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this again. I mean, if you know, if you keep saying it, we'll probably make you do it. So, um, yeah. So that's one of those ones um, that I that I hear a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of uh, anything we're doing, tucking and pulsing, people always are like how much longer is this you know I mean it's just you just hear that kind of stuff a lot um posture uh I'm big on breathing and like people breathe so yeah with the the tucking and that what do you what's um like how do you approach that in your classes so if you hear like do you allow them to go into a different position or you just cue them through it so they feel that they can achieve it better yes I always tell people in that one um just make sure in terms of like it's your range of motion so don't worry about what the person next to you is doing um and don't feel like you have to go super low every time and just kind of like keep your posture so that you can maintain it um again the last thing we want you to do is get hurt right or do something or be be out of whack or anything like that with your body so it's just more or less okay do you you know with all range of motion and sometimes those complaints it's because they secretly like it they do. Right? <laughs> they, that's why they keep coming, right? Like the shaking and yeah. all that stuff. Like, ah, oh, it yeah. burn, or you the bar uh-huh. burn and all of that. Yeah. So great, great, great. So I want to hear more about, and I want you to tell all the listeners all about Frankie Fitness. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a couple of years ago, I wrote um, a book, The Adventures of Frankie Fitness. Um, that kind of came from when I first started training, I got thrown again, got thrown into teaching kids. They're like, Jason, go teach soccer camp upstairs. I'm like, <laughs> all right. Like, I don't know how to play soccer, but like, all right. So, but their kids are like five or six years old, but they'll do whatever you tell them to do. You know, so especially if you're not their parents, so they'll really like listen to you. Um, so I kind of thought like, wow, that's like pretty powerful that like, you know, you can have an impact on someone that young. So that's kind of where the spawn of like writing the book came from was that. So the first book was um, The Adventure of Frankie Fitness, like Mother Like Son, where the mom teaches the son about just fitness in general. Um, and then in the back of it, we have, you know, just body weight exercises that kids can do with their parents and things like that. So there's exercises in the mm-hmm. book. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interactive. Yeah, so it makes it interactive. And it's a coloring book, so they can color it and do all that stuff. Oh, not even just better. And and yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the second book we did, The Adventures of Frankie Fitness, Introducing Ginger, where it's his sister, and it, and it talks about the nutrition component. So kind of just like healthy snacks that kids can make at home. And these are all storyline books, so... Um, and we kind of kept saying, yeah, we kept the same thing. Um, you know, certain like snacks kids can make at home that are super easy, like, you know, banana and peanut butter or things like that, um, that they can make with their, um, with their kids and families together. And then the most recent book is, uh, The Adventures of Frankie Fitness, A Family That Meditates is kind of the last installment. Um, so now we're encompassing the whole wellness realm, at least to me, uh, of fitness, nutrition, and meditation. So, Amazing. yeah, so, and, and especially I think in the times that we're in, it's, it's, we need, you know, to start having our kids teaching them early about, uh, meditation and, and stress relief, me- and, stress relief <laughs> and have those, you know, those coping mechanisms to, mm-hmm. to learn how to deal with stress, anxiety at a young age. Cause if my goal is if, if anything, they take this 
that one thing and when they get older they know oh well I can I can have this in my back pocket you know whether it's fitness nutrition like they'll just be that one little thing or meditation you know right planting the seeds yep. for a healthier adulthood is yeah that's um it's been some powerful stuff so do you have a publisher or are you self-published self-published Amazing. yeah High yeah, yeah. <laughs> self-published you yeah. can do anything everybody you, you can, can do it, it's yes you definitely can um yeah, yeah it's just yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend. I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I know people who've done publishing and have, you know, great mentors and teachers who've done done that. But, um, you know, I just like doing it myself, I guess. You know? Yeah, and to promote the book, are you going to schools? Like, what are you doing mm-hmm. to promote? Yeah, we're going to schools. We're doing. Um, I've done some school stuff in the past, so we're gonna continue doing that. Um, a lot of book signings. So here in the area, hopefully, you know, the goal next year in 2019 is to get outside the area a little bit more and to do more schools and stuff like that and, and donating. You know, obviously I would like to donate more books than, like for me, it's not a money-making thing. It's just, I'd rather spread the message versus, and, you know, That's become awesome. a millionaire. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty get, simple. The more you can give. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's true, yeah. That's true, yeah. That's amazing. All right, my last question for you. Okay. Slash little game. It's not really a game. Back it's to game. It's, it's back to like a little quote-ish game. Okay. Um, what's in your bar? What's in my bar? In your bar, B-A-R. Like in my alcoholic bar? Are you a juice, wine, spirits, oh, gotcha. smoothies, coffee oh. guy? What is your... I in, guess all the above. All D. of the above. <laughs> all the above. Um, <laughs> In moderation, I guess. Yeah, it's um, always in moderation. Yeah. Um, All right, then favorite, are you like a pressed juice guy? Are you like, what's your, like, you can't go a day without? Oh, man, good question. Um, Not, I do, yeah. I do smoothies probably about three or four times a week. Okay. Um, I'll just make them here. Um, so whether it's uh, usually plant-based, I eat some type of smoothie um, with protein. Um uh, I do like wine and, and vodka is kind of like my spirits of choice. There you go. Um, I stopped drinking beer like three years ago. I think it was now. Um, but you know, it's just, like for me, I guess more organic the better. Um, and I try to keep it somewhat around that. But amazing. Yeah. yeah. Great. Nothing awesome. crazy. <laughs> no, no. I mean, my bar is pretty dry. It's a lot of juice. There you it's go. Of... There you go. Yeah. So I always like to ask. You never know. What's What's in that little juice bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beer bar, who knows? Yeah. Um, awesome. So, well, thank you for thank you. chatting with me, and um, I'm going to leave everybody with that. So, thanks for thank tuning you. in. Thank you, Rob, for tuning in. Yay. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to write into the podcast, send an email to info at barvariations.com. You can follow us all over social media at Bar Variations. You can also visit the website at www.barvariations.com where you will find show notes, archive episodes, and more. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.